New Year, New Me? Nope, it's the same old procrastinating Jay. This is the Veteran Wargamer. This is the Veteran Wargamer. I am your host, Jay Arnold. Welcome to episode 32. I'll be talking to my brother Chris about our gaming in 2017 and a few things to look forward to in 2018. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source for audiobooks and audio entertainment. Their their app is awfully easy to use, and I can't say enough good things about the service. It's relatively inexpensive. In fact, if you haven't tried Audible yet, you can do it for free by going to audibletrial.com slash tvwg. That's audibletrial.com slash tvwg. Uh, when you sign up, you'll get a credit that's good for one book, absolutely free. If for any reason you don't like the service, cancel at any time. The book is yours to keep. I've been listening to audiobooks via Audible for, oh gosh, it I'm not exactly sure how long it's got to be, at least five, six years by now. To get your free audiobook, simply go to audibletrial.com slash tvwg. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash tvwg. All right, and I am joined by my brother Chris. It is our retrospective show for 2017, looking back at the year that was in our personal gaming journey, a couple of, maybe a few of the big stories in gaming this year, and what we got done, what we wanted to get done but didn't, what happened for this podcast, and maybe a few things that we want to do in the future. So... I, I don't think necessarily people are interested in just a, like a cataloging of what we did. Um, I certainly don't keep records necessarily of the games I play. I don't I don't log my fun <laughs> as as another podcast host referenced it I uh, some time ago. But real briefly, what? Uh, well, I guess we can't really be brief, can no. we? No, um, <laughs> we're far from brief. Given given recent guests, however, I will say relatively <laughs> briefly. How about that? It was a I think it was a pretty good year game wise. Um, I kind of laid the groundwork for some good habits moving forward. At least it's kind of odd. It's been an odd year just in general. Uh, in particular for me, uh, you know, I, I added to my pile of responsibilities by becoming a Cub Scout Packmaster. Yeah. And you you stepped up and help and are helping with that as well. And anytime you add additional duties or activities like that, it kinda I don't want to say puts a cramp on your hobby time, but it definitely cuts into it. Definitely, yeah. Um and you know, on top of that, uh I've got the the additional time taken of with the drive. Just like we have coming up this weekend, uh, we started off last year with CJ3 uh, at the hotel in Springfield, yep. Illinois. Um, I think that went extremely yeah, well. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I think we had a lot of fun. Uh, everybody that was there seemed to have enjoyed themselves, um, had some good games played. Uh, I think just in general, everybody uh, enjoyed themselves and to the point where... We're getting back together, uh, in fact, this weekend. Yep. Uh, change of venue, going to have it at your new uh, at your new apartment. <laughs> well, not new anymore, but because uh, when did you move in May. there? What? May. April? Mm-hmm. May. Okay. And, uh, but, yeah, it's the new place is a lot bigger than the old place for sure. It's going to be plenty of, plenty of gaming space. Uh, I think it's going to be just fine. Um friend of the show and 
recurring guest Dave Tubbs made it all the way up from Baton Rouge, which was astounding. Because yes, I, I, th I think he pretty much drove up, stopped just outside Memphis, slept for about four hours, came up, gamed all Saturday, yeah, <laughs> and then turned, and then turned back I around. I think it was a thirty-six-hour dash of of madness and caffeine. Yeah, it was it was astounding, and I'm gonna have Dave on in the near future again because we we're not done with top top phase with Dave oh, by no. any means. And that's a, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, sessions. Every time you you have Dave on, it, it's a great show. I I I laugh more with Dave <laughs> <laughs> than than any other guest, and I laugh a lot with all my guests, but um, I laugh with Dave more than any other guest, but. Um, yeah, we played. Well, there's a number of games that we played that that we played later on in the year. In the year, also, uh, my commands and colors fantasy uh, saw the table. Um, I'm still wanting to work on that. I'm not sure if I'm going to have any time to fit it in. Um, there's another fantasy project that I'm not sure. Well, uh, well, Mike Hobbs is working on it with with the uh with the lardies right. and um hope i'm not sure exactly when that's going to be out but i am going to have i am going to paint figures for that i'm going to continue painting my skaven and my undead uh for that for sure uh and i suppose my lands next also but anyway that that's getting a little ahead <laughs> of ourselves um see also we had uh uh as far as other guests from uh, from the show, we had uh, Joel Franklin in attendance and Justin mm -hmm. Palmer. They were both on an episode. Um, did, yeah, they were on the uh, uh, Necro Games yes. episode because we talked about um, resurrecting games for events such as CJ3 right. and J3. Um, yeah, and Justin, you know, he hopped on a train and came down from Chicago and it was a uh, good time with him, and actually his family, his wife and kids came and stayed at the hotel while we were yeah, geeking out. Yeah. And uh, but uh, now CJ three was good. We had uh, it kind of seems redundant to talk at length about CJ three because we we had a full episode talking about CJ three and running right. your own game event. So any any other anything else to say about CJ three? Just that. 2017. Uh, no, just that uh, a lot of fun was had. The, I think uh, the one game that I think stood out uh, above all else has got to be Junta, though. I think Junta, because we did we played Junta at um, at J3 as well, and I, I definitely think that's going to become a regular fixture because it is it's a fine oh, game. Yes, and if you have people playing in the right spirit. It's got all the treachery and deceit of diplomacy with a significantly higher amount of humor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's important. Yes. That's important in a game like yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be a recurring character for sure. Um, now, this was one of the big stories for me this year was what Games Workshop has been doing in appealing to their, how do I want to say it, their prior um, adherents, like getting the old timers yeah. back in. Um, I talked at length on the show with Mike Hobbs twice, in fact, about it. Um, so I won't go into into a whole lot of detail, but um, and again, we talked about it with uh, the resurrecting games episode as well. And even more recently, you know, they they brought back Blood Bowl, they brought back Necromunda. Um, and even more recent, more recently than that, even they've they've announced that they are they have reprinted the Realms of Chaos Slaves to Darkness. Book. Oh wow! And it's a uh, it's it's available for sale at Warhammer World right now, and uh, I need to see about securing myself a copy because <laughs> Chris Copeland has my copies that I had when I when I was in high school, and he is vowed to never relinquish them, so I'll have to get new copies of my sure. own. So, one would presume that they would also have a Lost in the Damned book in the near future, I can only hope. 
It raises some interesting questions, though, because they had the 30th anniversary reprint of Rogue Trader, which I have, and a, I don't want to say lengthy, but definitely a thorough review on a previous episode. Mm -hmm. And now they're doing a reprint for the 30th anniversary of Realms of Chaos, Slaves to Darkness. That is the Corn and Slanesh book. Right. And, I, like I said, I can only presume they'll have a Lost in the Damned, which is Zinch and Nurgle. But no 30th anniversary reprint of Fantasy Battle. And, by extension, Warhammer Armies. And, by extension, Warhammer Siege. So, I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't know if it's maybe a, maybe a point of, we already missed the 30th anniversary, and we've got... You know, we missed it, so we're just going to keep on trucking from here, or what? Maybe 35th anniversary? I don't Possibly. know. So, now, the interesting thing is, if you follow Games Workshop closely, I, I admittedly, I don't follow Games Workshop closely. I did hear that Games Workshop had their most profitable year this past year to the point where they are the best performing stock on the London Stock Exchange. Wow. So, obviously they're doing something right. They're moving a lot of plastic. They're moving a lot of a lot of books. Um, in fact, they they opened up their audiobook selection to Audible. And uh, you know, I, I've been I'm participating in the in the Audible uh, program now, so you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, if you want to try Audible, check it out. I, I definitely recommend you do so because it is a good, good uh, program for uh, audiobooks and audio entertainment. But anyway, so it's it's an interesting time to be a fan of GW. It's also an interesting time to kind of just keep an eye out on on GW because they're they're I don't know what's going to happen with them. It's I, I, they, they, they seem to be back to the 800-pound gorilla in the room. They, they, the gorilla kind of, the last, you know, probably five, possibly even ten years, the, their, I don't want to say stranglehold, but their definitely hold over the uh, miniatures gaming market had kind of been uh, chipped away by some of the others, and... They seem to be roaring back, as it were. Uh, to be, you know, everybody is chasing them again. Yeah, to a certain degree. I think that, um, I, I definitely think that Privateer Press and Fantasy Flight both have had taken pages from the Games Workshop model and were doing Games Workshop better than Games Workshop. And they finally took notice. I think them. I think Games Workshop looking to attract the old, the old faithful back, has been highly successful. If you had asked me four years ago or even two years ago if I was ever going to be interested in new Games Workshop products, I probably would have said a model here or a model there, and that's probably about it. But I am. I'm not running out and buying everything, by any means, um, but I'm certainly a lot more interested than I would have been two years ago. Right. Yeah. They they are definitely, and how if you want to just call it crass commercialization, that's fine. Or if you want to say that it's just them trying to make a buck, that's fine too. But you know they are definitely appealing to the old the old timers, you know, the, the old rock yards and it's, and it's working, uh, to the point that some of the terrain wall sections that are included in Necromunda, uh, have wanted posters printed on the, on the, uh, terrain tiles on the, on the wall tiles. And the illustrations on the posters are out of the rogue trader book. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And it, it's just one of those small details that, you know, most, you know, heck, 25 and under, you know, age 25 and under gamers or even 30 and under gamers aren't going to recognize. Right. You know, because 
know, they they weren't alive <laughs> they, then. <laughs> they weren't alive, and then once they once they did get interested in 40k, it was you know fourth edition or f- fifth edition or what have you by that point. So it's it's an interesting time to say the least. Um, you know, and along with that, you know, I've got my own little games workshop aficionado now in the house, oh, yeah. and he's steadily accruing a pile of plastic orcs that I'm in the process of building and painting and that's and that's been fun I gotta admit it's been fun he's gonna he started painting his uh, himself a little bit but yeah it's gonna be fun to see how that turns out I I'm genuinely cur- curious to see if he runs with it like I hope he sure. does because He's also been seduced by Pokemon cards. Oh boy! So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I gotta say though, I, from knowing him, um, Squigs are gonna win out. Yeah, yeah. He's a he doesn't like orcs so much as he likes Squigs. So if he could have an all Squig army. I think. Uh... Yeah, if we could figure out a way to make that happen, that would be spectacular. Although. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he does like the squigs, but so on a so keeping on the games workshop end of things, my uh, appreciation for Old Hammer only increased this year uh, to the point where I actually got the figures I actually got painted this year to good enough status were some, well, 30-year-old RTV-01 plastic Imperial Space Marines and uh, got them ready for the uh, got them ready for the Cornhammer event I held in September. Yeah. And that was uh, just a bunch of bunch of uh, Rogue Trader and the Spirit of Rogue Trader aficionados getting together for, for a couple of games at a game store in in Springfield, mm-hmm. and uh, it was an official event because we had T-shirts made right. up. Right. Yep. And uh, and that was a lot of fun. Plus, meeting some of the guys that are on that are active on the old Hammer forums uh, was really neat. And I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to doing doing a Corn Hammer event again this upcoming year. Exactly what shape what shape that's going to take, I don't know, but I definitely want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, from uh, talks uh, with you and uh, one of the other guys uh, after the event. uh, Yeah, with David. uh, It seemed like y'all had a lot of fun. Um, I was unable to attend because I was flying back from... uh, uh, flown back from um, Disney World that day. Yep. Uh, So, you know... I have to say that... Happiest place on Earth. Yep. I have to say that uh, although I missed out, I don't think I missed out. (laughs) No. No. I wouldn't... I I would also say that you didn't... You didn't miss anything. So... But it was... You know, it was a lot of fun. It was... And it just goes to show that, you know, if you sat... If you sat down... If you sit down today and leaf through... And you leaf through the rogue hammer, if you <laughs> rogue hammer, if you sit down and leaf through the rogue trader book, the rules aren't terribly difficult or complex. There's just so many different cases covered mm-hmm. in the rules that it can become overwhelming. Right. And a lot of people recognize rogue trader for what it is. It's it's not so much a rule set as it is a toolkit to build narrative-driven games with somewhat of a loose gameplay structure in place. Right. And some people describe it as a miniatures role-playing game, and that that's fair enough, um, especially in its undiluted, pure, raw form right out of the Rogue Trader book. Yeah. Um, once you get the additional information that were in the chapter proved and you basically you know collections of white dwarf articles um, you know compendium compilation uh, battle book 
and, and all the rest. And I'm not going to tell you where they are, but they are out there in various forms on the internet. Yeah, it becomes more of a what we would consider to be a standard uh, war game. And uh, but there's just all sorts of things that in the setting in the book and also uh, in the various supplemental supplemental uh, materials that you don't you don't see in 40k again until well quite recently when they started reaching out to appeal to the to the older more experienced gamers yeah and you know things like robots you know the you know, for a long, long time, there were no robots in 40K. Mm-hmm. You know, after after the Rogue Trader days, and now there are. And for a long, long time, there weren't Gene Stealer cults in 40K. Well, now there are again. And lo and behold, right there in the uh, index book for uh, Index uh, Imperial Two or Imperium Two, they make direct reference to squats. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it, I don't think it's a secret that they're trying to get those old-timers, or us old-timers, back. And, you know, as, as I said, and, you know, we discussed it, this in length with uh, Mike Hobbs. And it's, it's, it's no secret that they're trying to get us back. Um, you know, Mike and I both declared that, you know, yeah, we've got 8th edition, we've got just the indexes we need that's probably about as far as it's going to go and that's okay but you know the main thing is they're making it more of an environment in which I would want to play again right you know I'm not going to I'm not going to be a tournament player I'm probably never going to be a tournament player and them coming out with you know codified examples of how to run games other than tournament style games that's that can only be a good thing in my book right so agreed so yeah i i you know kudos hats off to gw for what they've done this past year with 40k for sure um again it's a fun enough game i'm not going to spend a lot of time pursuing it per se Sure. I'll definitely be I'll definitely be pla- painting orcs. You'll be <laughs> you painting know. orcs for years. <laughs> eh, I think if I sat down and really put my nose to the grindstone, I could I could knock out what we've got so far in relatively short order. Short order. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, um, on top of all that you already have, there's still more here that. Uh, will be coming your way <laughs> yeah well let's get through what we have first before getting any more sure. out so cause I think right now not counting the stuff that our dad sent for Christmas <clears throat> um did I say the number's like 62 or 67 orcs somewhere yes, in there some, some some very large number that as orcs go, oh, that's there's not, not enough. Well, that's not a very large number as far as orcs are concerned. Right. But that's no big deal. Um, let's see, what else? Um, now, one thing that you did to me uh, in June is you sent me down a rabbit hole. Uh-oh. With uh, Pico armor. Hmm. Uh, you you got me the start of a uh, Israeli uh, defense force uh, army for the 1967 uh, Arab-Israeli war, and I I enjoyed the the the, the birthday gift <clears throat> to the point that I then went on a spending spree to uh, not only finish out uh, building the equivalent of two battalions of armor on a one-to-one scale but also of the IDF but also two battalions of armor for the Egyptians Mm. further uh, work 
was done when I also decided to get uh, more tanks for the IDF so I could also do 1973. Mm -hmm. So I, I now have a plethora of 3mm IDF and uh, Egyptian uh, army uh, tanks and trucks and half-tracks and APCs and all things uh, ready to to go <clears throat> to the point where once this weekend is up, once, once uh, CJ3 is finished, I'm going to do my best to start doing the uh, the hobby uh, what is it, the hobby tag? Uh, yeah, it's hobby streak. Yeah, hobby, hobby streak. I'm going to start working on that so I can get all of this stuff uh, that I have uh, painted and mounted and as crazy as, as we are, I've, I've decided to mount them one-to-one -one, uh, or individually uh, instead of as a group so I've got <coughs> washers out the uh, out the uh, wazoo to, to mount these things on and then to top it off for Christmas to reinvigorate my my uh, <laughs> my desire to work on these you, you got me uh, some three millimeter three millimeter mosques and uh burnt out uh, house, adobe uh, type houses from uh, the Middle East so yeah th 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 thanks trees. for that <laughs> and, palm trees. and palm trees yes palm trees lots and lots of palm trees so machine gun bunkers yeah, yeah. so good times yeah Pico Armor is great stuff um, I am I'm looking forward to doing a full motorized rifle battalion uh, for for the Soviets circa 1983. Mm -hmm. So uh, lots and lots of BTR-70s and or BTR-80s, um, lots and lots of infantry stands. You know, a few uh, few T-64s or maybe T-72s. Most likely T-64s though. Um, and you know everything for it. Right. And the good thing about Pico armor is, if the Soviets had a vehicle in their TONE, Pico armor has yeah. it. Yeah, including the little uh, Scooby Doo vans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the UAZ four five two, which <laughs> and an MRB serves uh, two purposes, mainly as a as an ambulance, but also for uh, communication vans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've got everything, and you can do you can do one to one uh, pretty pretty effectively and easily. Um, another great thing about Pico Armor is, you know, you don't have to sit there wondering what the hell am I going to do with fifteen UAZ four fifty twos. If you just want to buy two of them, they'll sell you two yeah. of them. There'll be a there'll be a small premium for it, but they'll sell you two of them. Yeah. And uh, so you can buy exactly what you need and uh, not worry about how many extras you have. So, yeah, I I want to do Cold War slash you know fold a gap whatever you want to call right. it. Right. You know third third shock army up against the you know the second or third ACR in Folda, or 11th ACR for that matter. And um, whether or not I do that this upcoming year, I don't know, but it is definitely something I want to do. Right. So uh, so I'm wanting to do that. I'm wanting to do... Actually, I'd like to do a Cold War uh, early 1960s also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and with uh, that would be M60s and... Oh, M forty eight. Oh, even early sixties. Yeah. Okay. The Ber yeah Berlin the Berlin crisis. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, M forty eights versus T fifty fives. You know. So yeah, it'll that that would be an interesting project. And again, with Pico Armor, that stuff is uh, again. You know, we had had John Sweeney from from Pico Armor on the show earlier this year. You know, that stuff you can do. You know, 
uh, a pack of 15, uh, we'll see what is, just as an example, uh, a pack of 15 vehicles is $3.75. Yeah. So. <laughs> you, you can't go wrong you know, there. You can't go wrong there. And at 15, I mean, if you do, if you know your, if you know your, uh, uh, your T.O.N.E. for Soviets, you know, that's... You, know, you get two packs for a battalion, for an armor battalion. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, you know, three... Uh, three companies of ten tanks each, you know, that's $7.50, and you've got a battalion represented one-to-one. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, doing the same thing, e- even, uh, you know, at six millimeter, um, is, you know, y- you're pushing what i can't even do the math well, in my brain because i don't do math well but it's 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 a lot well more. if you do <laughs> if you do ghq rule of thumb for ghq is these days a, a pack of five vehicles is about 10 right bucks. so you extrapolate that out you're gonna need you're gonna need six packs yeah. that's about 60 bucks to do a battalion at one to right you know just just by example the flip side of that is GHQ makes the best six millimeter vehicles on the planet. Sure. Yeah. They are, they are tiny miniature works of art. They are really, and here's the thing, every single thing that GHQ produces is hand sculpted. There is no, there's no 3D prototyping on any of it. So hats off to them. They make great oh, yeah. stuff. Uh, I've, I've got, uh, um, I've got uh, an entire. Uh, Battalion plus of uh, T-72s uh, and uh, a company of M1s and a company of M60A3s of theirs that are just phenomenal. <clears throat> yeah, it's gorgeous stuff. You pay a premium for sure. it, but it's gorgeous stuff. And and honestly, a- as good as their stuff is in six mil, Pico armor is that good in 3 mil. I wouldn't say that. Eh, uh, for as I far as say that. millimeter stuff goes. It's, it's I mean, quality. they're the best 3 mil stuff, but there is there aren't a whole lot of people making 3 mil stuff. There is that. I mean, the GHQ stuff, they are scale models. Yeah. The Pico Armor stuff is a close approximation of the prototype. Right. And I stand corrected. It's twelve bucks for a five pack. Now. Oh, it's it's gone up in the last uh, three or four Couple years. years. So now we're looking at seventy-two bucks for a battalion. Oh. So it's a significant it's a significant difference. Yeah. But you know that's that's how it goes. But yeah, it's it's definitely. It's definitely a difference, but you know what? You you get the best. It is, it is you know, beautiful if you're stuff. buying GHQ, it is the best. I mean, that there are companies doing 10 and 15 millimeter stuff that aren't as detailed as GHQ 6 mil. Yeah. But but I'm uh, we're we're getting off we're getting off topic a little bit, but anyhow, uh, yeah, Pico Armor can't say enough good stuff about them. It's great. I love it. Um, Want to get some stuff done this year with it. Um, I owe John a, a debt of gratitude uh, for sending some review uh, materials that I have not <laughs> done anything with yet, so I need to get off my dead ass and get that done. Yeah. But Yeah, I, I, I've got some reviews of, of the stuff that I've received over the, over the past year uh, off to him as well. So, all right. Anyway, um, now the other thing is with the interest in uh, rogue trader slash science fiction skirmishy stuff, we're kind of developing our own sci-fi skirmish rules at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's going to get its first big test here at CJ three. Uh, we've got the main elements in place. We don't have everything in place. Um, I'm considering this kind of a kind of a closed beta, yeah. And uh, not even a closed beta. I mean, it's 
Anyway, whatever whatever testing jargon you want to use is immaterial. Um, we're getting it out in front of some people, and we're going to see how it goes. And um, One of the things I've always wanted to do is basically just have, I don't want to say a free-for-all, but maybe more of a... Uh, an ongoing, persistent universe for to have games in. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But at the same time, I wanted people to be able to do what they wanted to do with their, with you know whatever figures they wanted. Right. Um, we kind of experimented a little bit with that at J3 in using a Necromunda 40k second edition hybrid. Um, I kind of let some folks use... Well, not kind I definitely let folks use non-GW figures uh, with stand-in rules, and I'm not quite sure that that worked... I'm not quite sure that worked particularly well. Um, so now I've kind of opened it up to a, into a different setting that will allow people to use whatever figures they want, and it's... There's no setting. There's a setting, but it's not... It's not linked to anybody's pre-existing IP. Right. Just as an example. And, uh... Work, working title for the rules is Desperate Measures. And, uh... I'm not going to go into detail about those particular rules just yet. Just... I think we're on to something. Um... Just in the testing that you and I have done. And, uh... Yeah. I'm just looking to have fun with it. And I, I hope that, that our... That our players have fun with it as well. I, I think they will. This, I, I believe, this is the the perfect group to do uh, what uh, we're wanting to do with. Um, you know, th this group has been uh, to some extent gaming together now for what's going on eight years at least. Yeah, this particular this particular mix because 2018 is going to be the eighth J3, yeah. and you can, no matter how you slice it, um, the mix of our Kansas City gaming buddies and you know guys I've started gaming with when I was on active duty at Fort Bragg or a guy anyway, yeah, and then some other folks here and there that have kind of kind of been brought in over time. Uh, yeah, if you want to consider this particular group, yeah, eight years now, but but we've both known you know members of the group for thirty plus years. Oh yeah, definitely. But 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 as yeah, as a cohesive group, uh, interacting with each other, uh, eight years, and uh, I think. We all know each other well enough at this point with our uh, gaming proclivities, as it were, to uh, be able to have a good time and, and not get too uh, down into the weeds and been out of shape about, well, this is how the rule's written <laughs> type of a situation. Right. right. We all know we're here just and to have fun. Yeah. And it's, it's never been... <clears throat> Yeah, we've always been able to handle rules discussion in a, in a mature fashion, so I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. So, I'm I'm looking forward. I I don't know if I don't know if these these rules are gonna ever gonna go anywhere except for just our little group, and that's fine if if that's as far as it yeah. goes, and we'll we'll go from there. So, and if that's what you know, if that's all it ever is, then that's all it ever needs to be. I'm and I'm okay with right. that. Now, one last thing that has popped up this year, and listening to other, listening listening to some other podcasts, it literally has popped up in the past eighteen months, from from the time it was first imagined to this, you know, to the current day, and that's Gangs of Rome from Footsore Miniatures and Warband. Yes. And I was really, super, really, totally, completely, utterly, crazily interested in it when I first heard about it. Yeah. Over time, that interest kind of was tempered and waned a little mm -hmm. bit because of 
how they're marketing and packaging the miniatures and by extension how they're pricing the miniatures. Sure. Um, long story short, you're looking at a ten and a half, eleven bucks per figure. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a, the end of the world. It's probably a little bit more than I'd be willing to pay myself. Now, with that in mind, those figures do include everything that you need to play the game. Yes. Because it's there, there's a lot of additional stuff that you need to play the game. Yeah. That being said, um, I don't think they've ever fully stated whether or not they're going to sell all these little tokens and markers and stuff separate from the figures. Actually, yes, they have. You can buy them separately, individually. Okay, is that going to be at a premium? Or? Um, it wasn't. It didn't seem too drastically expensive. Um, <clears throat> where you're gonna where you're gonna run into problems is if you're wanting to use your own uh, gang figures. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna ha currently. There's no way of getting a uh, a character card separate from the separate figures. from the figures. So yeah. that's one place where they definitely get you. But yeah. how they're doing those character cards is definitely uh, uh, intriguing, being that they're planning on having, on the release date of January 20th or, uh, of this year, they're planning on having 10,000 figures ready for sale. And each one of those figures is going to have a completely unique character card. Right. And at the end of the day, I can't really fault them for... I can't fault them for basically making it so that you have to buy their figures. Sure. Because at the end of the day, they're a figure company. That, you know, it's like... You know, it, it's like getting mad at Ford for making you buy their key with a you right. know, with the vehicle. Okay, I get it. I need the key to use the card. Okay, I get it. I need this card to use the figure. Okay, and you sell figures. I get it. That doesn't bother me. The relatively low figure count also... I mean, because you're looking at four to six, maybe seven figures per side in the right. game. That doesn't bother me so much. The fact that they've released their rule book completely free of charge also. And just from looking at the PDF... Um, They've lavished a lot of time and effort on the rules and on the book production. Um, so I can't blame them for charging a premium for the figures. And the figures are very nice. And it's not just a single casting, because you get a selection of heads and weapons to customize the figure right. also. So I, I can't... I can't blame them. It's... You know... I, I again, I probably wouldn't have gone in for a gang myself, but I got prodded in that direction because, you know, <laughs> you and your wife got me a a starter gang pre-order as a Christmas gift. Yep. I can't, I can't thank you enough for that because otherwise I probably wouldn't have gotten into yep. it. Which opens up my preferred <laughs> aspect to the hobby, which is building terrain, yep. and I'm gonna get to. Build all the all the terrain I want, and with the mountains and mountains and mountains of cheap foam core that I have on hand already, and you know, armed with my degree in classics and three <laughs> three years of Latin in high school, I'm I'm gonna have a whole lot of fun with this. Yeah, definitely. And I'm uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah. And the other thing to go along with uh, the pricing is. Yeah, it's eleven, roughly eleven dollars a figure. But when you buy them as a gang, it, it's almost you buy four, you get one free. Yeah. So they've really marketed it to where, <clears throat> yeah, you can, you can buy them onesies and twosies if you want. But uh, you know, because you were gonna want, you know, four or five figures. Well, here. Buy, and you get to choose the ones that you want. 
that, that's the other thing is mm -hmm. you get to choose the, the sculpt that you want when you buy the starter game. We just happen to say, okay, we want one of each. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> uh, and they, they've they've done the thing of you know fighter uh, primus, fighter secundus, fighter whatever, all the way down to whatever ten is in Latin. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or I shouldn't say ten, but tenth uh, in Latin. Decimus. Decimus. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've got five males, five females. Yeah. Uh, and each each uh, character or each figure has three heads of choice, um, and then a ration of different weapons that can be added to them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, but they've also gone out and said, okay. If you want to, since you're the head of a, uh, a household, um, if you want to put yourself down into uh, the streets of Rome, well, we'll also sell you a. <coughs> we'll also sell you a uh, a Dominus figure, so you can actually, you know, yourself, you know, be represented on the game uh, game field, as it were. Hold that thought. I'm gonna go look in my stash of Foundry Roman stuff real quick and see if I've see if I've got a figure I think I have. Hold on. Okay. Alright, I'm back. Yes. Grabbed my drawer of Perry. Or yeah, they are sculpted by the Perrys. Um Early Imperial Roman. Oh, what's this? Aha. Ah oh, yes. I'll have to take a look at the Foundry website and exactly and identify exactly what this figure is supposed to be. But I think it's supposed to be Suetonius, actually. So I've got a Dominus figure. There you go. He's uh, he's in his full armor, without a helmet, and he's got a gladius in one hand. He's got a dashing cape over his shoulder and. He he's pointing with one hand and has gladius has his gladius in the in the other hand and he's gonna be a, a fine representation of me on the table. There you go. So yeah yeah that'll be just fine just fine. So yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it for for a variety of reasons. Um, you know kind of a dream project for me is not necessarily a gang fight game in Rome, more like a urban mob game, yeah. for lack of a better term, and by that I mean you're, you're maneuvering you're maneuvering segments of sections of the mob throughout the city at large, so it would probably be, and this is why I was really excited at the beginning. If I were to do it, I would probably make it like a 15 millimeter game. Yeah. And you know, th this again, this is one of those dream project type of things, where you know you've got anywhere between five and ten figures on a on a base, and you're moving throughout the city, and it's you know one of your bases of mob come up against a an opposing uh, base full of mob. They have a they have a fight and. I'm not sure exactly how it would work, and it would almost border on a board game, yeah. uh, you know, rather than a, a, a purely tactical one-to-one -one figure type thing. But it's the type of game I've wanted to see get made for a very long time, and now someone has, and <laughs> now I have no excuse not to do right, it. Right, right. So, especially with my figure of Suetonius pointing with a gladius in his hand. Yeah. So, yep, it's it's a done deal. I, I thought I had that figure, and I do, and I'm a happy chappy about it. There you it. go. So, um, looking forward, looking forward, not just in our personal, uh, not just in our personal uh, gaming, but also for the show. Uh, looking forward for the show. Um... I am continually amazed that as many people have downloaded and listened to the show as they have. As of when I checked right before coming online, 24,512 downloads, that's all time. 
22,489 in the year 2017 alone. That's from January 1 to December 31. Uh, currently right now I've got 268 Twitter followers and there are 183 follows on the Facebook page. So I am, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm eternally thankful to you, the listener, for continuing to download the show, listen, um, share on Facebook, share on Twitter, you know, slowly, granted slowly expanding the, the reach and listenership of the show. I hope that's a testament to the quality of the show and the quality of the guests that I have on the show. It's been... I, I think I've been going from high point to high point in the show. Just from looking at the stats, you, you, the listening public, tend to agree with me. So, thank you for that. I think I'm going to keep things going the way they are with the show. If someone has any great ideas on how I can improve the show, please let me know. If there's something about the show you want to see changed or something you want to keep the same, that's fine too. Just let me know. I don't see any drastic changes in the format or who I talk to or how the show gets made. There are a couple things that might diverge. I've got a couple ideas. I'm not going to share them just yet, but I do have a couple ideas um, about you know something I might do periodically. And you got a, you got a little glimpse of it when on my last solo show where I read some oral history. Um, not, not to say that I'm going to read oral history on a regular basis, but something along those lines maybe. Have more of just a purely historical episode from time to time. And I've got a couple ideas for some guests I can have on um, that are much more qualified about uh, the topics I want to talk about than myself. So that'll be coming in the new year. I've got two shows... Uh, in mind for that and I just need to secure the the guests and we'll go from there you know if, if there's someone you if there's some aspect of gaming that I'm not touching on let me know um, I'm gonna broaden the scope just a hair in the future maybe the next month or so and gonna talk about uh, video games and computer games and I've got a guest lined up I just need to nail down uh, a time to record that and get that to you. So, I'd like to write more on the blog. Right now, the blog is just badly formatted injections of the show notes. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've drastically reduced the content in the show notes. I used to get throw out URLs for everything that just about <laughs> that I talked about on the show. Yeah. Now it, it's been drastically reduced. If you want a return. Of the of that style of show note, let me know. If you're fine without the show notes, let me know. You know, I, again, I want to make this a, a show that is useful to you. And if not having URLs for just about everything we talk about doesn't work for you, let me know. More blog content. Um, the show itself, like I said, pretty much going to stay the way it is. I think, because at the end of the day, I want to make a show I want to listen to. Yeah. And right now, I'm making the show I want to listen to. As for gaming goals in the future of 2018, um, let's say this. Let's say this. By J3, we'll both have our gang, our Gangs of Rome gangs painted, and I will have sufficient terrain completely and totally done for a three by three foot by three foot game area. That sounds fair. Yeah, I think that's highly. I think that's highly doable. Yeah. That, that sounds uh, uh, quite doable. Yeah, and the good thing is it doesn't need to be terrain choked. I mean, you could have, you know, you could easily have two feet by two feet of that being in an open plaza. Yeah. yeah. You know, with a couple of fountains, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> well, one of the things I'm going to do by J3, and this is this is going to be a, 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 it could be a tall order, um, but uh, I'm wanting to have my uh, Arabs and Israelis done to the point where I can put them out on the table to to play. Whether whether it's using um, uh, Fistful of Toes three or 
some other uh, micro armor, pico armor rules sets that are out there. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'd like to get that out on the table to just uh, <clears throat> show everybody in our group how you know how great pico armor is. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I'm gonna I'm going to really do my best to focus on um, doing the the hobby streak thing mm -hmm. uh, starting. Well, probably Monday after uh, th this next Monday, uh, after CJ3 yeah. ends, uh, mm -hmm. sit down and, and kind of kind of put together a uh, you know this is all I have, this is what I need to do. Um, I've already uh, s created a board on that uh, that website that uh, Simon Tonkas uses. Uh, to mm -hmm. manage all of his stuff, so I'm going to go about seeing if I can't utilize that to some effect uh, to just kind of give me an idea of, you know, where I <coughs> where I am and where I'm headed and, you know, my progress. Yeah, absolutely. As I discussed on the last episode with, with Henry Hyde, you know, just getting in that habit is huge. And I'm looking forward myself to getting into the habit because, you know, I I want to get my son's orcs done. And I want to get him playing a game with me. And whether that's something that we come up on our own or we streamline 40K, 8th edition, or whatever we do, I want to I wanna push figures around with them and roll dice and go deca, 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 and pew, pew, pew. Right. And have a great time. So that's that's definitely something to do there. Um, on Desperate Measures by J3, I think we can easily have a solid set of rules done. And I'm going to throw this out here. Considering the way we're doing terrain, I'm going to say we're going to have a full 8x4 terrain board set up with our space station modules by J3. Yeah, that's doable. Um, right now, just looking at what I have on hand done, uh, or close to done anyway, that's uh, 2x3 anyway. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Easily 2x3, or darn close to 2x3, if not more than. Yeah. Gets, uh, so. You know, almost halfway there. Well, <laughs> no, not exactly. But hey, e <laughs> Uh, okay. That's not quite how that math works. <laughs> it's a third. It's almost a quarter yeah, of the way go. there. Okay. Hey. Okay. <laughs> four by four would be half. There you. Yes. Yes. It's... Okay. And I'm not even two by four. Two by four would be a quarter of the way there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Let's. You just. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how that math works. <laughs> That's not how that math yeah, works. I, well, keep in mind, I, I was never big in math. I was, uh... <laughs> Maybe not. And I definitely want to get a bunch of gangs painted up. Um, I've got I've got figures from all sorts of different manufacturers that I want to use in this project. Um, I've got the, the wonderful Spacefarer figures mm -hmm. from uh, Victory Force games. You know, I've got all kinds of different figures from the... Uh, the old Grenadier uh, Future Warriors line. Yeah. I've even got some plastic Skaven that have submachine guns that someone kitbashed together that I want to go ahead and get them out also. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's... And the thing is, it's, it's refreshing to be gaming and playing in a setting that is completely open like that. Right. And to the point where, you know, I've got some... Uh, for my birthday this past year, I got a set, a pla the new plastic uh, Acolyte Gene Stealer hybrids. They're the more human-looking hybrids. And a box of Frostgrave cultists. So, you swap some pieces between those sets, you've, you know, you've got a bunch of hybrids and their brood brother cult cultists. You know, 
and so I want to get some of those guys into the setting also yeah. and space marines and and all sorts so yeah that's definitely something and I want to get Joey's orcs on you know rampaging around in there also of course that'd be cool <clears throat> and then with uh, you know with the promise of the SOTK that's the the working title of the rules that Mike Hobbs is working on um I don't think I don't think he's actually said what the working title is. He just keeps teasing that the the acronym is SOTK. So people have been having fun on Twitter um, supposing what that might be, <laughs> what that might mean. And uh, I suggested that maybe he he was having a a bid at pissing off the New Zealanders and it's called sawed off the Kiwis. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how things go there. But, yeah, I definitely want to get a bunch of Undead and Skaven uh, painted up for that. The wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, Triumph of Death figures from Skull and Crown that I've got burning a hole in, in the box they came in from the Kickstarter. And lo and behold, <laughs> the wife and I talked about scaling back on hobby purchases because she's a she's a quilter yeah as you well know and she she spends just as much on her hobby as i do on mine and we we talked about scaling back but damn it if thomas foss from skull and skull and crown isn't going to have another kickstarter in february oh, man. for more triumph of death figures i love these figures so much um they're just so great and Ah, <laughs> the good news is it's it's lesser used figures. There's going to be uh, crossbowmen and, and guys like that, and I don't need quite as many of of those. So right, maybe I can maybe I can chip in at a at a lesser level. And but anyway, that's all in the future. So yeah, I want to write more for the blog. I want to do some other serious writing um, for other for other places. I want to write some fiction. So it, it could be a pretty busy year. Um, I'm going to see an increase in my responsibilities in the National Guard also this upcoming year because I've uh, changing jobs slightly. I'm still going to be with the OCS, uh, Officer Candidate School for uh, Illinois, Illinois Army National Guard, but my job is changing slightly. So we'll see. We'll see. So, you know, whatever, whatever 2017 brought to you in your personal life uh, good or ill um, I hope you get more of the good and less of the ill in 2018 uh, those of you listening I think 2017 was for me in, in getting this podcast established I think has really set it's, it's given me a good place to springboard into new and exciting areas Right. I'm really I'm really optimistic about what 2018 holds for this podcast and the gaming hobby in general and where this podcast intersects with that hobby. So we'll see. Um I hope they schedule I hope they schedule recruits on a weekend that isn't a drill weekend. Yeah. Um but, you know, if if, if they do, they do and if they don't, they don't. I'd like to get to kind of like to get up to Adepticon. I think I looked. I think it might be a drill weekend anyway, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, you can get into Adepticon if you promise not to play games for free. Yeah. But um, I don't know. And I've got an offer to, to stay uh, at someone's place up there for free. So it could it could be a cheap weekend for me if I play my cards right. But I don't know. Well, I've just looked. Uh, they have not yet put out the date for uh, Recruits 2018. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, well, looking here, Adepticon is March 22nd through the 25th. And as I look on my calendar, I've got a sneaking suspicion that's drill weekend. Uh, oh, wait, what's this? What is this? Ho ho! It's not drill weekend. Ho ho ho! This might bear. This might. 
Yeah, this might bear uh, further further discussion. This might bear further discussion. Anyway, um, we'll see what happens, I guess, yeah. and we'll go from there. And again, um, I don't have real solid plans. Like I said earlier, I don't have real solid plans for the uh, for the podcast. I've got a couple ideas I want to throw against the wall and see what sticks. And but like I said earlier, in general, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I like what I'm doing. And from the steady, continual increase. Uh, you know, you folks like what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. Twenty-four thousand plus downloads. Yeah, and as you know, according to the previous iTunes review, better than syphilis. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind, Chris, again, thanks for sure. coming on the show. As always, yeah. it's a pleasure. Always have fun. Uh, yeah, uh, you're you're quickly att- attaining. I don't know what kind of status. You know, <laughs> super guest. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I always enjoy having you on the show. I'm look forward to see. I'm um, look. I look forward to seeing you and the rest of the CJ3 and J3 crew uh, this upcoming Friday evening. So. Yeah, fun will be had with. Oh, certainly, certainly. So, on that note, as always, if the gaming you're having isn't any fun, you make it fun. That is all. The Veteran War Gamer is copyright J. Arnold 2018. Music courtesy of bensound.com. Please leave a positive review on iTunes.